From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Amy Keene, and this is FT News. Earlier this week, Aetna became the latest insurer to threaten to pull its plans from some of the U.S. healthcare insurance exchanges that were created by the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare as it's commonly known. The threat came as regulators tried to block its $37 billion takeover of rival Humana. Joining me for the FT's DC Bureau is policy correspondent Barney Jobson. Hi, Barney. Hi, good morning. Good. So before we get into discussing what happened with Aetna this week, can you just give our international listeners a bit of an overview of how these healthcare exchanges operate? Yeah, so it's worth recapping on on the history here. These exchanges were created as part of Obamacare, the president's landmark Affordable Care Act. The Affordable Care Act had one big ambition, which was to make affordable health care, of course, available to a range of people who hadn't been able to afford it previously. The exchanges were central to this because before the Affordable Care Act, most people who had insurance got it through their employers. If you didn't get insurance through your employer, you didn't have many options for getting insurance that was cheap or, or set up in exactly the way you wanted. The exchanges were venues created by the government for private insurers to offer a broader range of products to people who didn't get insurance through their companies and hopefully offer those products at a lower price. So the exchanges were really the embodiment of kind of broadening that access to cheaper healthcare. But for the perspective of these large U.S. insurance companies, it's been very expensive to offer plans on these marketplaces. Yeah, so the key thing for these marketplaces to function effectively, as with all insurance marketplaces, is that they need to have the right balance of healthy customers who are going to be paying premiums but not making too many claims, and less healthy customers who will also be paying premiums, of course, but will be making more claims and therefore ultimately more expensive. You need a lot more healthy customers than the unhealthy customers. The problem on a lot of these exchanges is is that the balance hasn't been right. There have been too many sick, too many old people, not enough younger, healthier people, and that means that the equation has been messed up for the insurers, and the bottom line is that on the bottom line, therefore the exchanges are not profitable places for them to do business. And that's why we've already seen a couple withdraw, withdraw or threatened to withdraw from the exchanges, and Aetna this week has joined that line of uh, companies. Exactly. So can you explain a little bit more about what Aetna sort of moved or threatened to do this week? So as you say, it's rather tangled up with a separate issue, which is Aetna's attempt to do a merger with Humana. Um, Now, the basic reason to do that merger is that a combined company would have more economies of scale and would therefore find it easier to make a profit on these exchanges. What Aetna is saying is that if you, the government, the Department of Justice, do not allow us to go ahead with this merger, well, life remains more difficult for us as a smaller company. Therefore, we will respond by withdrawing from some of these exchanges. Specifically, they said they would withdraw from 11 of the 15 state exchanges where they operate. Because as a smaller company, it's much harder to get that profitability if you don't have the right balance, as I said earlier, of those healthy and less healthy customers. So what does this mean for the fate of Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act and specifically the operation of these exchanges in the future and and perhaps even more specifically about individual access to health insurance in the U.S.? So what Aetna's threatening is a pretty grave problem for those who want Obamacare to work because their decision, their threat at least, tells us that the essential equation that Obamacare is built on is not working. This equation that relies on getting more people onto the exchanges so that the insurers can offer them cheap insurance, yet still make a profit for themselves. That's not happening. This is what the Aetna case tells us. And if that doesn't happen, if it doesn't work for the insurers, then it doesn't work for the consumers either, because the consumers are going to have 
less access to cheap healthcare if there are fewer insurers on the exchanges. So this really gets to kind of the, the foundation of Obamacare, which is why it's a very worrying sign for the Obama administration, which you know, just has a few months left in office and therefore a few months to try and fix what the president would like to be a central part of his legacy. And that speaks in some ways to to why the Department of Justice has moved to, to try to block some of these large scale insurance mergers, because they claim that in, you know, in merging companies like um, Anthem and Cigna or Aetna and Humana, there's going to be fewer, cheaper insurance options available. It's very interesting to see how this lines up with the administration's attitude to, to those big merger deals. As you suggest, uh, the Obama administration has not been friendly to mega deals. And in a bunch of sectors, we've seen it block them. In this sector in particular, though, there's a twist, which is that by blocking a deal like this, it's actually potentially making it harder for the Affordable Care Act, which is so dear to the administration's heart, to succeed. So there's a certain irony there. The Affordable Care Act has been a sticking point in the presidential election, especially in the primary season. You had Republicans promising to to repeal it. And even then on the Democratic side, Bernie Sanders suggesting to create a universal health care system. But this week's news seemed to go somewhat unnoticed on the campaign trail. What's, what's going on there? That's right. I think if we'd had a, a conventional Republican candidate, Obamacare would have been a pretty central part of the debate. But because Donald Trump has upturned the race in so many ways, uh, the Affordable Care Act has not really been part of the conversation because he's not wanted to talk about it. Uh, and he's been kind of driving the news. Uh, Hillary Clinton has struggled to really shape the agenda. That's not to say the two don't have opinions on healthcare. It's just that they don't, don't get a lot of attention. The opinions are these. Hillary Clinton is a big supporter of the Affordable Care Act, but she says that more work needs to be done to uh, reduce the costs of treatment and the cost of drugs for consumers. Uh, she certainly didn't, didn't go as far as Bernie Sanders in calling for a nationalisation of healthcare, uh, but she was very much focused on the costs for consumers. Donald Trump, like a lot of his Republican allies, is basically an opponent of the Affordable Care Act, has said he wants to repeal it, he wants to abolish it. But as with many other policy areas, he's not put a lot of meat on the bones there. He's not really elaborated on how he'd want to do that. And he's also sent out slightly conflicting signals in some forums. He suggested that he would actually support some role for government funding for health care, which is much more like Bernie Sanders than the rest of his party. So I think we don't really know for sure where Trump uh, stands on, on health care. Thanks so much for your time, Bernie. Thank you. Pleasure. And you can read more on the story at FT.com. We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com.